0: Terms and conditions apply. 5 years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup just like a front three of rees Keene, and Frockyard, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Where to start? Merry Christmas Eve, I guess. You feeling festive today?
3: Not really. I'm not as festive as you really ought to be on Christmas Eve. This is meant to be a time of festive cheer and goodwill. But here we are about to take <laughs> a deep dive into North End's defeat at Swansea and the debacle that was. But yeah, Christmas Eve, you know, this is a great time of year, isn't it? You've got to um
2: you've got to love it. You've got to love Christmas. I do. Just mm. not quite the same, you're not as young anymore. It's not, is it? But you've got a few things planned today. Indeed.
3: Um mm. The Christmas Eve quiz, the annual Christmas Eve quiz for the cricket lads, which is always a good sort of get together. You have a few drinks and you uh, you test your wits on the previous year of sport, which is always a good do in wings and beer. You can have a light bite, you can have a few pints. It's a good do. Really enjoy it. You'll
2: be backing yourself in that, surely.
3: Well, I've not done much research, to be honest, but Usually I would, I would. I would be booking myself in as the at the Back Yourself Hotel. Have you come up with that saying, or is that from a TV show or something? I'm not sure. It's just from them that you've just heard over the years, and <laughs> I've stuck it in into my own
2: vocab. Any last gasp, present buying for you today?
3: Well, I don't really buy for anyone.
2: You did tell me this, um, but surely there are some people.
3: Yeah to buy for nieces and nephews, but I'm absolutely clueless. I want to get like toddlers. So I'll leave that up to my mother and I just reimburse her the cost. <laughs> so I don't really do much uh, much buying. I buy, I buy Christmas cards, but I got a great text the other day from my brother to say that he had sorted the Christmas cards too. So honestly oh. absolutely nothing to do, really. So, uh, Kudos
2: to Scott. Yeah,
3: chapeau, as the French mm-hmm. would say. I don't have to do a great deal.
2: No, the lights well, up in yourself, your house.
3: Uh, no. Um, well, yes and no. Uh, there's no lights on, but the Christmas lights are on. They're oh. twinkling away. If I hmm. turn my camera there, beautiful twinkling going on there on the old tree,
2: which is good to see. It's an enormous tree, that. Not great if you sat yeah. on the other side of the sofa. It'd be a bit of a restricted view going on, is it not?
3: Well, yeah. yeah. If you If you're next to me on my left, then you just cannot see the television. But luckily, nobody sits there, so it's not really an issue. And you've just got to ultimately live with the fact that you've got a tree taking up half half of the TV between early December and early mm-hmm. January. And you just got to get on with it. This is Christmas. Come on now! But um, yeah, we're one of them. We we always get a real tree. Uh, this is this is tradition. We're not we're not here to mess around. We're not we're not into this fake tackle at all. We are, we are real tree. So ultimately, you're just gonna live. You're just gonna live with a tree in your house, have not you? And if it means that you can't see a slight portion of your television, so
2: be it. I had an absolutely world class charge in last night. Probably the best charge. Potentially the best curry I've ever had. Yeah. Oh, no. We were just there's a few of us. We were just sat there like smiling at the end of it. Yeah. Like, it had that feel about it. That was a good yeah. one. When,
3: <laughs> when you're almost like like. You're not you're not really coming out with anything. You're just making noises like ah, Take me through it. What did you have, please, from start to finish, including pop and
2: Yeah, yeah. It was uh it was a double fish actually. I went prawn chat starter, and then the prawn king prawn on the top of the mains. Can't remember the exact word. It began with Z. It was the first thing, so I thought I'll have that medium, pilar rice, garlic naan, yeah, just faultless from start to finish and yeah, it was exactly. it was packed, Absolutely. of course it was packed. I'm <laughs> <not> surprised <laughs> you weren't there actually.
3: Well, yeah. yeah, it's not really like me, I was watching boxing last night, well, to watch Liverpool against Arsenal and then went round for the boxing but if you had one criticism of of the charge on, on my latest visits which tend to be at least twice a month <laughs> um, the fact that they try to Get you in and out of there. Like it's a real operation, a real conveyor belt, you know, they bring they bring uh your popping arms and then when you're done with them, they're bang on top of you. It's like yeah. a real high press job. Like they're up you. You've got no yeah, time on the ball whatsoever. And you, you start you,
2: You're served by about twenty different waiters. <laughs> yeah <laughs> different yeah, people.
3: And, and ultimately they don't really know what's going on. Like you can order a drink and then literally one Someone minute later else. you've got another chap coming over <laughs> Like, can I take some more drinks? drinks. I'm just yeah. Bloody ordered, pal! Come on now, <laughs> sort this operation out. Yeah, that happened. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah. What an absolute joy! joy that is. I tell you, who goes there quite often? Sean Deitch absolutely loves the charger.
2: Well, we we're talking about Sean Dash discussing Curry in that infamous Radio Lanks interview. It's just yeah, brilliant in it. It is peeling the <laughs> yeah. peeling the box open. <laughs> yeah
3: and he's got that lovely voice I love that (laughs) (laughs) he he really really likes that oily that oily nature Uh, even though it's bad for you the way he talks about it the way he talks about it he's um, I reckon he could be up there with me in terms of curry connoisseur like he can really tell that he's got that real that real
2: invested interest passion about curry which
3: which is a great trait to have
2: Swansea then how was the journey who was at the wheel was there any fish yeah. involved
3: well the journey was perfectly fine it's not that far um, contrary to popular belief <laughs> oh, man, I wasn't I wasn't driving yeah. <laughs> but um, no Harry Bates did a sterling job uh, of driving there and back he's got one of those lovely cars for for these trips Harry spacious um, oh. big one of those nice extra leg rooms family cars could children be in the offing? When people start to buy these type of cars, you just get the impression that they could be working towards something. Because you wouldn't necessarily imagine a twenty five year old having, for want of a better phrase, a, a people carrier. But um yeah, ominous signs there, but they're great cars for these type of trips. Um so yeah, we left at about one o'clock. We got there for about, about five Half oh, five, which was fine. Uh, and then we went to a pub that we went to last year called The Vern Inn, which is a real naughty pub. Like, you get some real hooligans in there, like, like dressed to the nines in their Stone Island, and everyone's wearing a as trainers and aqua scootum scarves. Right? This is a great time of year for aqua, mm. aqua scooter scarves. You know, if you're you just you want expecting to a glass out, to get lobbed, yeah, if you door. want to spy mm. out a hooligan, then more often than not, they will be wearing an aqua
2: scutum scarf. Um, especially this time. <laughs> I again. think it went bust, aqua Well, I'm pretty sure it went bust, but they're still in circulation, aren't they? Yeah,
3: yeah, these people must have acted when the iron was hot because they're still still readily worn. Um, But yeah, a few pints in there and then I, I had a wander down the hill. We, we had flirted with the idea of Getting a Rossies, which we spoke about last time we went to Swansea, which is the chip shop just outside the ground pre-kickoff. But uh, we got embroiled in the team selection, and and um, I was actually with the big G, Daniel Gillingham. Oh. We, we recorded a a. Um, from the Elden Podcast pre-kickoff, which was great, we had some guests on, and we we really chewed the fat. We asked just what Ryan Lowe was doing here.
2: Uh, what at six forty-five?
3: Yes, we did. We didn't yeah. do it any sooner, no, because the team wasn't out. But um, yeah. we were we were tempted to to announce the team before <laughs> everybody else did, but we didn't have the team readily available.
2: No, there have been strong rumours of a do or die evening. There had. Then it was live and die, let die.
3: Eyes. We're gonna yeah. die in. We're gonna die in these towns. Sorry,
2: we'll not, live and die, die. in we these towns.
3: And <laughs> <So funny. laughs> Just imagine the enemy saying, "We're gonna die in these towns," and think many people would be um, stay another <laughs> day, <die>. singing along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, save another day.
2: Brilliant.
3: <laughs> What a bonkers, bonkers team selection it was! It had all the air of a man who's completely run out of ideas. It was an exciting
2: teams. team, though, wasn't it? There was a of pace in it, loads of.
3: <laughs> One of those teams where you can where you can really get behind. I think that this this is the sort of t- this is the team we had been crying out for, wasn't it? It was hmm. they on Twitter, the doom mongers on Twitter. It was it was they who asked for this. Um, and you travel four and a half hours or whatever it is to Swansea. Um, and you're surrounded with their naughtiest football thugs, and then all of a sudden you you receive the team. (laughs) And you're thinking... You must have felt a bit small at that point. (laughs) Is it really worth it? Well, That is a bonkers team. It had all the air of a bloke who who just doesn't really know what to do anymore, ran out of ideas a little bit, uh, and it had all the air of desperation.
2: It was... It was just how much experience can I get in? I reckon Ryan's thought, who would die for me on that pitch? Let's get him in the team. (laughs) Let's get him in the team. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't a poem I meant like, just like Ledson Brady, like, he's he's real, like, them lads he trusts. He's got them all on the pitch, Evans up front on his own, which, based on recent performances, you would never really do. Um, And yeah, he just thought, well, that's it then. We're just going to absolutely cling on to a draw and try and maybe nick one off the off the bench. Which, to be fair, the bench looked strong, didn't it? If that was the plan, you could have carried that out.
3: Yeah, he just went to his hardened professionals, didn't he? Yes, Uh, lads, who he will look upon and think these are these are the guys that I want in the trenches with me. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, which which is all well and good, really. But when you looked at our bench, you realised the sum of our parts who weren't on the pitch. And ultimately, let's call this right, we scuppered ourselves with the team selection. We didn't pick a team that was capable of winning at Swansea really. Like, I know Swansea hadn't won at home prior to Friday night since the 4th of October which is a, a pretty dreadful start when you when well, you bear in mind that you go in there for a point, really, when you look add at it to team. the list, <laughs> well, yeah I, mean, yeah, I
2: mean, these stats just
3: pile and pile and pile. These Twitter of to do mongers have all the ammunition they could possibly they're want like, to yeah, this day.
2: They're like bullets, these stats, aren't they?
3: <laughs> Indeed, they are. But yeah, the team selection was bizarre, strong bench. And look, if we manage, as it happened, North End were. Massively in the game after after an hour or so when they equalised. I mean, slightly lighter than that. I'm not entirely sure, but we look the more likely. A good opportunity to get a few lads off the bench with quality who could who could who, who could control that game, like it was crying out for Wyman to come on and just get just get somebody on the ball who's got a calm head, a more reassured head than everybody else, and try to create something. I mean, it's a massive worry that that is a big red flag. The fact that. North End were more likely to win that game than Swansea at that stage, just after the leveling. Mm. And and Whiteman, who's out of the contract at the end of the season, isn't even getting on. Like that is a that is a real concern for me. Basically, t- t- tells me there's absolutely no chance that this guy signs on, and and we're gonna ha- get absolutely nothing for him, which is just dreadful once again. Really, like the amount of times we've seen this play out. Like how many times do people have to leave for free before we wake up and think something needs to change here?
2: Yeah, well, those white and then Will Keane doesn't even come on.
0: Yeah,
2: odd. You saw post-match, he literally said, "I would have bit your hand off for a point," which I think is just a reflection of how much he feels the pressure is on. They can't keep losing matches like Swansea. Yeah, you take them in isolation; like you could feel the flatness and frustration around their home yeah. support. I mean, that wasn't a real, like, oh, we've got into a real tough place here. I, I thought know. they were clever with the movement and, you know, some crazy positions taken up and obviously got to be switched on, but you weren't there, like, crikey. There's a point to be a cracking middle here. They, like, they were there for the taking, weren't they? They weren't great.
3: Yeah, the atmosphere was flat, like, really flat. It, it wasn't anything like the previous times that i have been there, like, whatsoever. It had all the hallmarks of like a flat evening game, a little bit like us against QPR, where the atmosphere just never gets going, yeah. and like the team forming like drab, and it's just not not really a nice place to be. Uh, and then obviously when when we get it back to one-one, they're chanting about getting their owners out.
2: Yeah, and you've like, just got to feed off that, have not you? Like,
3: yeah. And to it. be
2: fair, Miller nearly kills. Kills Yeah, in, I mean
3: it? that's quite, yeah, it's a fabulous stop. It's nearly a, it's a role roll reversal of the first one. Yeah. Miller was great when he came on. To be honest, he, he's really started to flourish at the moment. We spoke about in previously, didn't we? About like, the fact that he's not he's s- s- struggled to uh, to sort of uh, deliver the end product. So, but that's starting to come now. He's starting to go on the outside of defenders, get to the byline, use that left foot more, and he's you know he just looks a proper player at this level now. Um, and that's perhaps even more perplexing when the team came out. Like, he was really, really good against Watford. Um, One of the few bright sparks of a pretty terrible afternoon. And then he's left out of the yeah. week after. Like, what, what on earth must he be thinking here? Like, this isn't even our player. Like, are you thinking that you want to stay at this club after that? Like, you're the best player on the pitch against Watford, from our perspective. And then you drop the week after. Well, like, what message does this send out?
2: There was someone suggesting on Twitter it was on medical advice, on medical grounds. But, um, I mean, he came on after 44 minutes. So, yeah. hmm, interesting. Appeared, didn't
3: appear, appear that... Well, They didn't,
2: didn't, didn't look much wrong with him, did he?
3: Did they? He looked the best player. Yeah. He just came on and waltzed around the place, scored, nearly scored <laughs> again, and just looked. He just looked at the most creative player on the pitch by a mile.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think if you get him in that final third, that's where he belongs. He doesn't want to be picking up on the halfway and having to run forty yards and then take yeah. someone on. Get him receiving the ball where he did. He'll he'll create stuff and he'll he'll cause problems, won't he? Yeah,
3: it it'd be so much better in a four three three playing higher up the pitch. But we can't do a
2: great deal about that now. So there's there's no point in really discussing it. And yeah, once again, well, don't know about once again, but we contrived to find a way to lose and concede really really late on and I don't think it was yeah. a matter of mentality or character it was just a yeah like a dreadful way to lose a game really
3: ultimately it was just a woeful woeful straight
2: pass and... it was but then they've done a quick one too and that was far too easy as well
3: oh, well know? let's just sort of let's just run it in the opposite direction. Once the pass isn't at his feet, he's sort of running around, arms arms aloft, has absolutely no regard for what's going on behind him, and the ball's in his net. Like he looks like Christ the Redeemer running around the field in the center of the park with the ball's in our net. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I felt for Low to be honest at that stage because that you can't you can't legislate for that filth because that was mm-hmm. that was just utterly appalling. It re, it really was yeah. amateur.
2: A it was really Lindsay moment. isolated again, won it 1v1, which you just never want, really.
3: Yeah. And it was just a real car crash of
2: errors, really. Um... To be honest, the point, leaving with a point, nobody would have really changed their mind on the whole thing. But no. it would have been a lot better than losing. It was a pretty dreadful match, wasn't it? two poor yeah, teams, think... but. Yeah, yeah a
3: little... like, it, it wouldn't have been a bad result. I know we spoke about Swansea being flat and Swansea haven't won at home since October the 4th, but you're never really going to regard a point at Swansea as a bad thing. Uh, it only starts to get on top of you when you lose and then you, you're you on that run of results, which is getting more and more indefensible. A point would have been a good thing, really. And there wouldn't have been anybody in that ground who was who was unhappy with a point on Friday night. But the coup de grace came, didn't it, George? And uh, <laughs> And that was that. We didn't really create much after
2: that, did we? But there was only a few minutes to go. The
3: sucker punch happened.
2: Did you watch that darts game I tweeted about? Mickey Mansell against, well, you're in car, weren't you? Oh, I, was,
3: I, was, yeah,
2: I, was I was so was, grateful.
3: I was um, keeping tabs on the score. It's Brendan Dolan against Mickey Mansell. Great to see Mickey Mansell back playing good darts because Mickey Mansell can play very good darts. And of course, he played a great mate in Brendan Dolan, the two Northern
2: Irishmen. Yeah, on a two-carriage, You know, I completely forgot that, is it, what's the railway called? Transport for Wales? Yeah. Two carriages from crew to the edge of Wales. It's absolutely sick, that, isn't it? How, do, how, how are they getting away with that? Luckily, I got a seat after about 20 minutes. But you've got people that stood up for hours going to yeah. frigging Wales. <laughs> Mental. <laughs> Managed to get a seat, what like. managed to get that game on. Oh, it was so good. It lasted about an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, yeah, it went to the tiebreak, didn't it? Two two
3: five five. 2 5 Yeah. Um, what I like about those trains, obviously when they're uh, better equipped to carry more passengers, is the fact that you can just get up train at crew, and then you've got hours and hours on the train. You can really there is that, settle yeah. in and just batten down the hatches, especially coming home. Like you get yourself a nice bottle of rum or all that another show that you're into and just really knuckle down mm. and get nostrils deep into the thing chew the fat with people around you
2: yeah the good trains have if obviously there's more carriages you do to stand up that'd be that would be hell on the way back I, it was pretty mental I decided to get the 10 to seven train home on Saturday because I just thought Morning. yeah just get out of there I don't trust trains at the minute so if you're leaving at nine you risk by like, getting back seriously like late if there's disruptions so I just thought get up Get on it, and then like the fourth stop in Wales, woman gets on with a staffy dog, and then I overhear she's going to Morecambe, taking this dog from <laughs> rigging Wales up to Morecambe. and just <laughs> sat next to us the whole journey. Felt sorry for this dog, like. Were barking, were it? Yeah, it was making like a real oh, racket, and yeah, you just slap. would have
3: like, shut <sighs> that, I'd have shut that, that off when you got to
2: Ludlow or somewhere. I I would have had
3: enough, like. But... Yeah, we well, well, just,
2: well, just get off.
3: Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, it's away with you. <laughs>
2: it's serious journey for that dog.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's mental. aren't I mean, was the dog well fed, watered,
2: toileted? I don't even know. Is that a word? Don't
3: oh, oh, Christ, yeah, <sighs> you, don't, you don't often uh, think about that. Do you know what? What if the dog needs a toilet, and how would you work out if the dog needs a toilet? Because dogs can't speak, can they? <laughs>
2: No, no, I don't think they can. I sort just say, look, I could do the toilet.
3: Do you mind taking me to the toilet?
2: Yes. No, they can just.
3: Yeah. Bark. And a dog couldn't just be able just to go to the toilet, would they? They wouldn't be able to no. up sticks like a human would have said, I just got to go to the toilet. Yeah. They would have to have, to have their owner accompany them and then yeah. ultimately collect the mess because they wouldn't be able to effectively use a human toilet either, would they? So these are all the sort of intricacies you've got to. <laughs> You've got to <laughs> think of when you take a dog from Nice to Morcam.
2: Yeah. One of my favourite ever tweets is something like, What would you do if your dog, if it was just you and your dog, and it went to you, nobody will believe you <laughs> and then didn't say anything else. <laughs> imagine how <laughs> imagine how mental that'd be. Well yeah, that was
3: that would that would just get inside your head when it rent free.
0: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
3: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mac delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Participating
2: restaurants 18+, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply c mcdonalds.com And for anyone who's still left listening we'll move on to yes. <laughs> Ryan Lowe post-match did you watch it or not? Did I? Hell That is the last thing on
3: earth i would be watching I have never yeah. listened to a Ryan Lowe interview ever Well that's Although, bullshit I, I, Well I did catch uh, I did catch a little bit of that um, of that nonsense you were spouting in the week about coaching badges
2: Oh God you reminded me there's a lot to discuss here I don't know if we're going to have to brush over something but You've got well. We'll start with the post match, but he looked bloody like deflated. Really, he spoke about going for a point, didn't he? Yeah, about a point, letting people down. Got the back end of Peter and Craig, but yeah, I mean, he <laughs> just looked.
3: He spoke about how he needs he needs to be the best version of Ryan Loaf press the North End, didn't he? Something like that. Yeah, right? he did say that. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, the away end was was really deflated. Walking off, mm. like I went to the toilet and then walked out of the toilet. and The people walking into the toilet. And, like, we didn't actually utter any words. We just looked at each other, like, with, like, glum faces or, like, a mm. shake of the head. So, you could understand, that like, deflation, obviously. Like, yeah. it was a real horrible one to take, really. You know, we just conceded late in typical uh, amateurish style. Yeah. Like, you would be real upset about it, uh, especially in a, in a really tough week where the pressure was on and he made it even more... Hard enough for himself with his own comments, which, which I suppose have been blown out proportionately. Those pre-match comments. When you listen to more, like the quote in isolation is dreadful. Like it's just yeah, it not, not the sort of quote you want to make. But when you when you actually like take a deep dive and listen more and scratch beneath the surface, well, I wasn't particularly upset, but. Again, when you when you're under the pump and there's people out to get you, which is this is what these people do on Twitter. Let's have it right, these are like who immerse themselves in this thing. Like they tweet hour after hour after hour, they get obsessed. Like I read the hashtag at the moment, I just think it's an absolute disgrace. Like these people need to get a life. It's Christmas Eve. Like you've got people tweeting, Has he gone yet? Can I see a corner flag? Why don't you just take why don't you just take time out and grow up? Like these people need to get a grip of themselves. Like this is a human
2: being at the end of the day. Get a life. But yeah, pretty much comments not ideal. Yeah, I thought that I when I was leaving, I thought, oh dear, that's that ain't going to go down well. But I didn't quite expect the absolute. Like this was a mass backlash, really, wasn't it? I think it was just how he went. You're right. If you if you listen to all of it, he does kind of backtrack a little bit and kind of probably think, so I need to fix that. But social media, you're going to get that quote, put in front of a lot of the eyes, aren't you? And you're going to get pounced on, unfortunately. I think it was just, the, that was his first response, wasn't it? Well, lose that fan? Yeah. And it just kind of, I think you've got to realise you're under this pressure. Probably not best to come out with something like that. No. And it was Grave Mandy
3: Bays. Like, really good yeah. question. Grave Mandy Bays.
2: Because Radio um, links have been getting a bit of, like, flack, haven't they, from certain sections. But Andy is a top operator, let me assure you. He is
3: radio, radio Blackburn people say, don't they? Because I think Andy Bays is a Blackburn supporter, first and foremost. But he does a grand job, does, does Andy Bays? If you're listening to Andy, kudos! But <clears throat> yeah, it was like a real abrupt response, was not it? So yeah. where he says, You know, let me put it straight back on you. What's that fan done?
2: <laughs> and what a response it was
3: from Andy.
0: I haven't got There's a clue. That-
3: I haven't a clue, uh, but he, but you just knew that Bayes was about to respond with so "Really, that's not relevant, is it, Ryan?" But he didn't really get get the opportunity to do so. It was yeah, it was a re- a real ill advised
2: response. It's you? another stick to beat him within it, I guess.
3: Yeah, and he's yeah. and he's hoisting his old petard, hasn't he? Tick in that regard, line.
2: Yeah, to be honest, he looked really beaten and almost finished after the game. I remember seeing Alex Neal like slowly deteriorate, kind of in terms of energy and physically. And Ryan just looked like the way he said, we're just going to have to go again. It was kind of like, and we're just going to like, like almost resentful that like, what do I do here? That'd be my concern. I'm not sure he's got something else to try, something new, something different. I just think it was like, we need a bit of luck. We just need to go again. And, yeah, maybe just someone running running out of ideas. Because if you know, if you just keep trying the same thing and the same thing, then it ain't going to yeah. change, I don't think.
3: Yeah, we saw that pre kick didn't we, with the team selection? Like a guy who really had his last chance at trying to make something work. It had all the all the air of someone who was trying just to th- throw any concoction together and hope Yeah, like
2: Yeah, kind of like
3: praying. yeah. yeah he's just going to have to go back to basics against Leeds, isn't he? Try and put your best team, try and be uh, resolute, as he likes to say, you know, hard to break down, but it's getting increasingly difficult to defend him staying in, staying in his post, really. But on the flip side of that, I think he does deserve, until the new year at least, to try and turn it around. Like Leeds is a really tough game, wouldn't be expecting anything from Leeds. Um
2: but you just like feel like Wednesday,
3: Chef Wednesday won. Yeah. Wednesday's a massive, massive, massive game for him. And if you lose to Wednesday, then basically you, you're you out of work, really. You know, that game against Swansea in isolation wasn't the sort of game where you'd be wanting to sack your manager. I like, know we're, that we're fine. It's just this increasingly indefensible run of a run of results.
2: Yeah. You're back to staleness, aren't you, a lot of people? People saying they don't feel anything and stuff like that. But
3: Yeah, but these people always come out with this sort of thing. Like, it's, it's, it's as if they're waiting for a manager to score a bad run and they jump on him. Really, when you read the names of these Twitter accounts who like who devote their life to getting the manager out, A, they rarely have an actual name alongside them. It's just like a generic, like, burner account type thing. Mm. Um, and it's ultimately those names that were calling for Neil's head and McAvoy's head and now Lowe's head. Like, they just they just enjoy it you know it's a a hobby to them they want the manager out at literally every interval and they claim you know they claim that they've lost that sort of spark which yeah that is concerning but also they're always losing the spark like the last couple of years i bet they've rarely been on a games i think because like they always tweet i'm not going on until ryan lowe sat not going on to Alex neil sat you've barely been on a game so yeah, Twitter is a vile place. Like it was a horrendous place after after that Swansea game. I was reading it, I think these are like human beings. I don't know how they live with life. They've got so much hatred within themselves. Boxing Day is always a great occasion. Hopefully we can, um, hopefully we can spring back into life. It's increasingly unlikely. The players Leeds so who are just a, a very very good team They dismantle Ipswich who were um, f- flying towards promotion yesterday. And that was enough to put the fear of God into anybody. Well, I it suppose. was, yeah. I bet Ryan Lowe was watching it in tears yesterday. When will it end? And when will it end? We'll have to wait and see.
2: Yeah, not not if you could pick a game to have next. You'd imagine Leeds would be pretty much as low down as you could get. They are pretty frightening, aren't they? Yeah. But I think, for me, three wins in 16, the, one, the run of seven unbeaten isn't... A reason to justify that? Like, why would you take yeah. a seven-game run at the start of the season when all the data was suggesting that was an anomaly over of a sixteen-game run? Which, yeah, that is a that is a decent sample size, isn't it? Yeah. Look,
3: he, he couldn't have had any complaints if he got if he got the call after Watford. He couldn't have had any complaints after Swansea because this run of results is totally unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, and they mentioned that, didn't they, in their Statement yesterday that uh, that recent
2: results have been poor and and unacceptable. Setting the right, which brings us on to the statement, bit out of the blue. Never seen anything quite like that. Because it was a we're not sacking the manager, but results have been unacceptable, and the easy thing to do would be to sack the manager. So it wasn't like a overwhelmingly supportive statement, but it wasn't a a sacking either. What do you make of it?
3: I always reckon that these type statements just add fuel to the fire, really. Like, there's there's no need to get embroiled in the nonsense online. Like, if he's like got your backing, then prove it by just remaining completely silent on the matter.
2: Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of people that, taking that view. Like, does, yeah, is there more to that? Is that what it's made that, up to be?
3: That's the thing that, like, if I was Ryan Lowe today or yesterday when that statement came out, I'd be thinking, why did they need to do that? So because ultimately, they've acknowledged an issue here.
2: Yeah. They, yes.
3: Absolutely. And now, now he's almost under more pressure. When the stakes were at the highest, they just increased even more for him. Sort of statement that was unnecessary, really. I, I understand why they do it. it was because ultimately, like it was getting, the Twitter was like a vile place, wasn't it? Like. Constant, constant tweets about getting the manager sacked. Like every North End tweet was was riddled with people below. Maybe it was, um, maybe it was a, a call for, like a call for people to get behind the lads and just back them I, on Saturday. I, on, yeah, on I on think Monday.
2: that was the main thing. Like, please, can we not have Deepdale toxic against yeah. Leeds on Boxing Day in front of a full house because that's quite damaging, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think sure. it was, and it's like Ryan's going to be in charge for that match because you're not appointing yeah. them a new manager on Christmas Eve.
3: No, no, that's people coming out and saying, like, come on, we can get a new manager for Boxing Day. You got you got two days, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. As if you're <laughs> dragging anybody out of the Christmas dinner to come and <laughs> get on the grass. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's people saying that Steve Cooper might fancy the gig. I mean, what on earth is that like? He's done an absolutely sterling job at Nottingham, uh, and you know, what? I really, I really fancy coming out of work on Christmas Day, and I fancy going to Exton, I fancy Preston. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just absolutely A tickled nice. trout. Yeah,
2: I mean, as you said, when uh, Alex Neal left and people wanted Chris Wilder, the only way that had happened is if Peter Ridgedale got yeah. <laughs> walked up behind Chris Wilder. And What did you say? Got him in the walls of Jericho, or something. Right. <laughs>
3: I think it was a um, an RKO, wasn't it? Random RKO, or yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, made him sign the papers after he'd been sacked uh, when he was knocked out. But anyway, um, yeah, a call to arms really for reporters to back us. There's people tweeting out there like, deep going to be so toxic on Saturday. As if it's anything to shout about be proud of. Grow up, get behind the lads or don't attend. That would be my opinion. There's people like, It's revelling in it. As if they're counting down the days to go and turn the place upside down.
2: Waking up on Christmas Day. Oh, bloody hell, another day. Another day to go. One more sleep.
3: One more (laughs) sleep. And they're waking up. You know, they're saying, has that corner flag been yet? It's Christmas. Come on.
2: It'd be a miracle, really, if we get something on on Boxing Day, wouldn't it?
3: Any outcome is possible, no matter how unlikely it may seem. Especially when you're at home. It's not as if we've got bad footballers it's just Leeds have better footballers it is possible will be a hefty odds against chance 9-2 to two, something like that
2: yeah we they, went to, Mar- su- they went to Sunderland lost one nil a few weeks ago Alex Neal beat Leeds one nil when he was at Stoke mm. well, I
3: mean Alex Neal was renowned for getting good results against big teams and I see he's lurking in the um, <laughs> in the managerial merry-go-round as we speak which is which is quite exciting for avid listeners of this podcast could it be time to go back they say you never go back. Um, but maybe maybe we can make an exception for the exceptional Scotsman. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, Leeds, Leeds are a good team. We know that. They've just dismantled Ipswich and they're uh, third in the table. But that tells you they're not irrepressible. It tells you they're not bomb-proof.
2: Any changes you'd be making? I'd imagine at least four or five. Does yeah, Woodman plans, come back in? Yeah, yeah Woodman comes in, uh, Whiteman plays... Miller yeah, plays,
3: Keane plays. Yeah, that was my uh, Ridsdale could even slot in somewhere. That yeah. can be Murphy,
2: but Murphy in heart defence. Oh,
3: Peter Murphy, Peter Murphy, Peter Murphy could be the ultimate interim boss, couldn't he? All this chat is slightly uh, disrespectful to Ryan Lowe, the current. Well, income, it is, yeah. But you can allow yourself to sort of drool and halivate over the prospects of Peter Murphy, John Dre style taking over the reins and lifting the deep gloom from Deepdale and making it the force goal. Going score. down to Stamford Bridge and just sticking it right up Chelsea. Yes. Sticking it up Potch. You can imagine Murphy <laughs> having a glass of wine with Potch after the game. Smug as, you know, really, you know. It's Mauricio Pochettino there with his translator because he can't understand a single word that Peter's coming out with. That would be brilliant. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that.
2: Mm. And that would be thank you, Peter, wouldn't it?
3: Well, yeah, we'd have to be dishing out plenty of thank yous to various different people. Thank
2: you, Peter M or Peter R.
3: Or thank you, Peter and thank you, Peter. Just keep it simple.
2: (laughs) Superb. Superb. Yeah, we've talked enough about that statement, haven't we? I think the funny sentence was the easy thing to do. Would be to change our football manager and then you're obviously yeah. gonna get people saying, Well do it then. <laughs> I, don't uh, think that was worded. I don't think that was worded quite right, was it? No. No. It wasn't at all. I
3: know it's what sense. they were trying to say. It's just at the moment they're just walking into especially walking into like massive right hooks to use Potts analogy. Like just walking at Deontay Wilder, he's more than happy to punch you straight in the face. Like like the comments from Low, and then that. That line in the club statement. It's like easy pickings for these doom-mongers, isn't it? Yeah. And they must be absolutely relling, it, Well, like, absolutely loving life. They must be thinking, it's oh, so what are we gotta get drip fed today to have a real
2: go at. Right. Don't know if you'll get this. October thirty first, two thousand and six, when kickoff, according to eleven V eleven, was delayed by fifteen minutes due to traffic congestion. Preston versus so, yeah, Leeds.
3: We, we played Leeds loads as in two thousand and six, obviously, with a playoffs, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We uh, we got our revenge for the playoffs on this occasion, though. We beat them 4-1 when we were... So we were uh, f- flying towards the league title under Paul Simpson. Um, and Leeds were in turmoil after leading the playoff to Watford. Uh, Daddy Pugh scored against against them, I think. Do, do you remember this? No, not yeah. at all. I don't remember it whatsoever, but I do my research now because I was getting too too much abuse
2: mm. for not getting... That's not card. really the idea. So, if you're going to carry on with that, we may have to find
3: well, a new game. Well, the haters have made me into this, haven't they? They've made me into this machine who looks mm. up games.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. Dicchio opens the score in Pew makes it 2-0. Nugent scores after half-time, and then Healy pulls one back for Leeds, and then Lewis Neal just goes and scores a fourth. For Simpsons yeah. men,
3: yeah. That least team was littered with ex Northenders, was not it? I think,
2: yeah. Lewis, <laughs> Creswell, Healy, indeed. Robbie Blake on bench as well. Oh, terrible memories of Robbie Blake as a kid, yeah. He Horrible. absolutely, he absolutely just, loved him there, like. just, just made you feel sick, really. Yeah, on the wings for uh Leeds that day, Eddie Lewis and a young Adam Johnson. Interesting, although it oh, I
3: was about to come out with something incredible. No, I don't... Oh, Still, well clear of that. After I, I received a message actually, off a well-known news editor in the local area. After the um, little Chris Maxwell remarks, and he said, expect to get Chris Maxwell's like like lawyers on you or something. Wonder how that'd work. That'd be absolutely incredible, wouldn't it? Look, imagine Chris Maxwell sort of walking into like a solicitor's office. They'd have to get like a stool for him to sit on. <laughs> oh no, Ken! If you're listening, Chris, I hope
2: you hope you're well, pal. We will discuss the Boxing Day game, but just gotta hope North End put in the performance of a lifetime, really, for Ryan Lowe. Will you go Absolutely. in optimism? Always hope. Hope springs
3: eternal, George. You've got to, haven't you? What's the point of rocking up if not? And there's all. it's always special, Boxing Day football. I absolutely love Boxing Day football. Um, yeah, a yeah. repeat of that Huddersfield game, it'd be brilliant,
2: wouldn't it? Really good.
3: Yeah, yeah that's precisely <laughs> what we're all after. And maybe we never knew we had it as good back then. Like twelve months ago, when we had that drab and dreadful Boxing Day game against Huddersfield, we'd all snap your hand off of that against Leeds on Saturday. Maybe, maybe it was a present that came twelve months too soon for us that game against mm. Huddersfield. Yeah, it's going to be bouncing, isn't it? It's going to be a, it's going to be a real raucous atmosphere. Leeds are great fans, great away fans, and they can always bring more, which is great about about Leeds. You can imagine, you can imagine Leeds having ho- hordes of people outside the ground listening, listening yeah. to him. Um, listening to the action that's going on inside it but um, yeah it's going to be rocking let's hope people don't turn up with that toxic nature within them why don't we spread a little bit of Christmas cheer and when North End go one nil up early in the game the place is just going to be a carnival atmosphere after that because when North End go one nil up I can't, I, I can't imagine any other outcome than a North End win
2: What's your role on Christmas Day living the house? My role is
3: to steer well clear of everything really I tend to get under the feet. Mum gets increasingly annoyed at me on like a pigs and blanket crusade, trying to sniff out the odd pig and blanket. Like before a dog. Christmas dinner. Not sure if it's like a dog would be like, but Mum like hides bowls of pigs and blankets around the place because she's always worried about us never having enough. And despite her making copious amounts, and there's always plenty left, like, days after Boxing Day, but she, like, hides them. So I take it upon myself to try and find these hidden bowls of pigs in blankets on Christmas morning. I see it as, like, an Easter egg hunt, but with pigs in blankets. (laughs) So, like, it's always sort of, like, Mental warfare between me and my mum. It's hard to get in around the kitchen in this house. Like mm. it's a complete nightmare. The whole thing's like a real military operation. So when I head into the kitchen, I'm swiftly told to get out of the place. But yeah, yeah, look forward to it. Got um, got my brother. Obviously, Scott will be here because he lives here. And then I've got an older brother and my older sister who are coming with their respective partners and bringing their children. So it's gonna be. It. Absolutely mental with children running around the place. Uh, but that's what Christmas is all about, isn't it?
2: Have a wonderful day. Pleasure, as Merry always.
3: Merry Christmas, one and all.
2: It's the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Results. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18+, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app.